ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. We are here today at the Union Pub and Grill, 1125 4th Avenue in Huntington. Welcome, and it is The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swad, and today, of course, we remind you that it's Monday at the Union Pub and Grill. That means $1.50 bottles, also $2 call shots. It's the Monday special, and you might want to take advantage of that special tonight because Game 4 of the Stanley Cup is coming up tonight between the Vegas and the Vegas Golden Knights and, of course, the Washington Capitals. We're going to have that game for you starting at 8 right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. And we're going to watch that game. Of course, it's going to be the Union Pub and Grill. That's where you need to be watching that tonight. So we'll get into that game a little bit later on. This is a crossroads game, of course, because either Vegas is going back home down and facing elimination or they're going to tie this series up. So we'll get into that. Also, we'll look back at what happened between the Cavaliers or more effectively known as LeBron and the other guys, and the Golden State Warriors. I thought that series had some hope. Game one just didn't go the way of the Cavaliers. LeBron kind of got jobbed, and then they just get blown out in overtime. Game two, we see that Golden State has more horses than the Cavaliers or LeBron can deal with. Actually, it's LeBron versus five. It's one versus five in that series. If that series goes five, I'll be really impressed with the Cavaliers. But they're going to take that back to Cleveland, so maybe they can even it up or they can get a couple of uh, close games, make it interesting. But I, I don't know. If it's going five or six, I don't think the Cavaliers are winning this one, and that's even with LeBron James. So I guess the question is, we can start talking about it now, even though the series isn't over. Where's LeBron going next? Is he going to go to Houston? Is he going to try to go to play for L.A.? Where does LeBron go? So I kind of want to get your thoughts on that. 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255 is where you can give your opinion. And, of course, we're going to keep an eye also on the scoreboard. Right now the 99th West Virginia Amateur is going on. And at last check on the scoreboard, Pat Carter is first place. He is three under. He's all by himself, and a couple people are sharing the second spot. Of course, this is early on, and I'm hoping that Pat Carter, representing a lot that we love about the West Virginia Amateur, can come in and win that once again. But right now, he is three under at hole number nine, and we'll keep you updated on the leaderboard as uh, the week goes. And, of course, if you want to try to keep track of everything, uh, Grant Trailer from the Herald-Dispatch is doing a fantastic job covering that. And, of course, you'll read all of his coverage later on online or in the print edition when it comes out. And he's also tweeting a lot of updates, trying to keep an eye on the leaders, and especially Pat Carter. So we've got that going on this week. Other than that, this is a quiet time. Pirates are off today. We've got hockey tonight. Not much has happened at Marshall right now. The only thing going on at Marshall, they're getting ready for their various sporting camps. Other than that, it's one of those. It's that time of year where there's just nothing going on. You don't have anything that's happening, upcoming. If you're a sports fan, today you're hoping, praying that hockey is going to deliver you because you've got nothing else. Other than some baseball, that's it. You, you got a few games baseball-wise. You got the Yankees and the Tigers. You get the Braves and Padres today. Diamondbacks, Giants. You also got the uh, Royals and Angels. 
other than that, you really don't have much as far as sports today. But if you're into the hockeys, again, I remind you, Monday night special is $1.50 bottles and $2 call shots, and you can watch the game right here. How important is this game? Game number four for the Golden Vegas Knights. The Vegas Golden Knights, they need a serious comeback. They've been in tough spots. Rarely in this playoff, they pretty much have been able to muscle their way through. And the Capitals seem possessed right now. I mean, Alex Ovechkin, here's a guy that you kind of thought up until this season was cursed, never going to get past the second round. He's maybe gotten out of the first round a couple of times. He gets to the second round, not going far, and... Now, look, this team is one win away from forcing an elimination of the Vegas Golden Knights. That's crazy in itself. And then just the fact that Vegas is in the Stanley Cup. And I think we're going to see a good comeback tonight. I think this series goes back 2-2, goes back to Vegas. And then can Vegas hold serve? Because they lost home ice. Can they hold serve when they go back? Or will Washington hold serve? Really, right now, all Washington has to do is win at home. They went out at home. They're good. They win this if they can maintain. So Vegas has got to break that tonight, and then they've got to hold. And then Washington, if they lose game four tonight, they've got to go back on the road and win one. It gets tricky, doesn't it? But still, I think this has been the best thing for hockey we've seen in a long time just because the story that is Vegas. I mean, they are bringing a lot of people in. Maybe who were casual fans to begin with or just not going to watch this. They are bringing people in because you're talking about the fact that they got the craziest intro before a game. That's one thing that you got to keep in mind, that they're bringing in a lot of people who maybe never watched hockey before because it's a great story between – the expansion, the bunch of guys that have come in that the tether teams didn't want. Mark andre Fleury, he's sort of got a renaissance going on with Vegas right now. And it's awful funny that all of a sudden uh, Pittsburgh Penguins fans are gravitating towards Vegas just a little bit. Again, they're not the ones who wanted to see Mark andre Fleury leave. He was a victim of, all right, we've got too many goaltenders. Still, he's having one of his best seasons ever in the playoffs. And... He's experienced. I think he's going to bounce back for game four tonight. And he's going to once again put this series where it needs to go. And I think it needs to go seven just to get the full effect of this. Plus, there's a lot of Schrottenfoy going on right now. The Pittsburgh Penguins fans I know, they're all rooting for Vegas. Why? Because Alex Ovechkin cannot stand that guy. It's been interesting to see those fans jump on that bandwagon. I've seen so many people jump just because it's the new team. And I wonder if we're going to have that kind of uh, bandwagon jumping here in a couple of seasons. You know, if they bring Seattle on board and you've got another new team, the draft for new players probably not going to be what it was for Vegas. The NHL set that up sweet for Vegas. They were set up to succeed right away, and guess what? They are succeeding right away, and if they can bounce back tonight, they're still going to be on the verge of winning that organization's first Stanley Cup in their first try. 
All right, we're going to take our first break. We're coming to you live from the Union Pub and Grill. want to remind you, it's $1.50 bottles and $2 call shots. And, of course, this is where everybody's going to be tonight to watch Game 4 of the Stanley Cup Finals between the Washington Capitals and the Vegas Golden Knights. You need to be here as well. we got more on the way. It's The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Would you rather patronize a local... Now, back to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Well, over the weekend, the weather did not stop baseball in the capital city. We finally got all of the baseball in from the state championship, and Morfield Morfield wins the Class A title again. Uh, They beat Wheeling Central, and then Hurricane wins their third Class AAA Baseball State Championship. Congratulations to Hurricane, and I don't know how to describe this one. I was watching the double-A game. I don't know how to describe this, but uh, Bridgeport rallies, and they get their unprecedented fifth straight class double-A baseball state championship. It was a 17-15 victory over Wayne. Now, yeah, yeah, what? 17-15. That's crazy. So a very, uh, very disappointed uh, Wayne team, I'm sure, on the final result, not the season itself, but I'm sure they're pretty disappointed by that final. Still, you, you got to take your hats off to both of those teams, especially Bridgeport. Uh, they they rally in the fifth, and I mean they rally late, and then they they win that thing. They win their fifth straight title. That's amazing. That that's that's pretty good. They um, they had a late game rally after trail. They trailed seven one in the second, and then thirteen eight going into the bottom of the sixth. They scored nine runs in the sixth inning. They took their first lead of the game, and Wayne had owned that game. They were controlling that game. I don't know if Wayne just thought they were done. They got it done, and they were ready to roll here. I don't think. That's fully the case. I, I know I saw that in the Metro News story, but I don't think Wayne's players were just like, oh, yeah, we got this. I'm sure those kids were focused and still wanting to go and make sure they locked this thing down. Just take your hats off the Bridgeport, though, for, for winning that. I mean, both teams played well. It's very disappointing for Wayne just because of the fact that you know that would have been a great victory for them and, unfortunately, just couldn't get it done. So hats off to everyone who won those games. Of course, it was crazy trying to get those games in. I know um, – the rain was really a factor, as rain is in baseball. But still, you you had just to feel for those kids. They can bounce back for these things, but you still had to feel for these kids just because there was so much as far as delays going out there. And are they going to play? Are they not going to play? Unfortunately, that's just how it's going to be this time of year, and you can't do anything about it. Uh, West Virginia Power also were an issue just because of the fact it's their ballpark, and you had to make sure that you didn't tear that field up. They're the main tenant. That's their ballpark, and so I'm sure the field crew had to keep that in mind as far as what they were going to do, what they were going to allow that field to go through. This wasn't going to get pushed past Sunday if they would have had to go and delay this. So they got everything done on Friday. They got the Wayne game in that we got delayed, and of course, and they got the single eight games in because they're trying to also make sure that the classes play on the same day. You don't want a single A playing on one day and then a single A playing on the next day, and then they meet the third day. You want to make sure they keep in the same day. 
I know the team that plays later and going through the delay, maybe that's kind of unfair to them. But unfortunately, again, that's just the baseball at this time of the year. So congratulations to all of those winners. And high school sports are just basically wrapping up here. That was uh, the last major championship here. Now we get into the the fall uh, speculation season. And that happens this time of year because, okay, we're all waiting now for fall. Getting through Major League Baseball, wrapping up the NBA and the NHL playoffs. We're just waiting now, and that's going to start real soon. You're going to have all of these empty months just talking about, hey, what do you think we're going to do? What do you think we're going to do? That That's just going to be the season now for these guys. Unfortunately, it doesn't make for a, a great sports show day sometimes. Unfortunately, guess what? Uh, not much. Not much happening right now. And that's, uh, that's basically where we're at right now. Uh, a couple of things I do want to get into. Uh, I've been following a couple of stories. First of all, how many of you are Yankee fans? Because uh, it's been tough for you right now. They've had several games of weather. Again, we're talking about weather here. Weather has really played havoc with the New York Yankees. And now they've got themselves in a pretty nasty situation here. Um, I think the league needs to step in. I don't think so, but... You know the Yankees have had seven games postponed because of rain or snow. They have one game suspended in the sixth inning. Uh, So guess what? Um, These guys got lots of rest early, but now they got a whole bunch of games they're going to have to get in. Uh, That means double headers or they're going to lose days off, and you can't do anything about the weather. But the schedule is still set up to maybe not crush these guys, right? Well, no. ESPN steps in and makes it a soul-crushing week. The July 8th Yankees-Blue Jays game that's taking place in Toronto, um, that's going to be a, a Sunday night national game. They're going to schedule first pitch there for after 8 p.m. The next day, because of uh, rainout, the Yankees have a doubleheader in Baltimore. So basically... You're going to play this game not at its normal time. You're going to push it back at night for the national television audience. And then these guys have got to hop on the plane, and uh, they got to go to Baltimore. They're in Toronto, and then they're going to Baltimore. So I don't know if they're going to change that because there's been some flexing going on here, but Aaron Boone has been a little vocal. He said there's, hopefully there's some pressure being applied here because that is not good for the product on the field or the safety of our guys. Having to go from night game, flight, and right into a doubleheader. Anybody who would argue with that is not being truthful. And I agree with him on that 100%. I want a good product. I want to be able to tune in and get a good product, Right? I mean, I don't know how much lost ratings revenue you're going to suffer if you don't have the Yankees there in that primetime spot. How many people are tuning in because it's the Yankees? How many people are tuning in because they just want to watch baseball? I think you're not going to miss much if you don't have the Yankees there. And, boy, they like to show the Yankees, don't they? And so there is some disagreement also on this when it was decided to move the Yankees game to Sunday night. ESPN says that, This was a a thing we did before the season. Call was made before the season. And the Yankees note that the game was listed at 1 p.m. start on all schedules. 
And they insist they would not have agreed to the July 9 doubleheader if they knew they would be coming off a night game. That makes sense as well to me. Why would you put yourself through that? You would see that, okay, we've got a Sunday night game, and then we've got this doubleheader. I don't think they would do that to themselves. That's basically shooting yourself in the foot. So why are you putting them on that night? Well, according to sources, here's the reason why. They picked up the Yankee Blue Jay game for that July 8th because their lead-up to the game is the all-star voting announcement, and they figured, again, this is according to media reports, that they figured the Yankees' presence in the Sunday night game would pull additional viewers for the all-star show. But as one Yankee source said, according to the media reports, that's just ridiculous. The all-star show is before the game. Makes perfect sense, right? Yeah, we're going to have the Yankees uh, be our reason why people tune in. I'm not tuning in. I'll get the text update. Here's who's on the All-Star roster. Great. I don't need the the build-up show. It's sort of like after day one of the NFL draft, I'm good. I really don't need to watch day two through whatever because I'll just get the update. Simple. I'll get the update on my phone. Hey, the Bengals have drafted. Oh, great. Good, I can move on with my day. I don't have to sit here and watch and wait unless I'm just a junkie for that. And really, I know the storylines are pretty good on day two of the NFL draft, but I'm not watching that. I'm not watching an all-star selection show. I don't even watch that for the hockey. I don't even watch the NHL selection show. I'm not watching the NBA. I'm not watching any of that. Who's watching that? But, of course, it's content and programming, so what's ESPN do? Yeah, we're going to stick the Yankees on that night because that's going to help us. It makes no sense. So, um, one reporter told Aaron Boone that the ESPN date was locked in. You know what his response was? Unlock it. So, unfortunately, again, this is a contract issue right now. The sole decision on flexing this game belongs to ESPN. Now, if MLB decided, hey, you know what? You got to give them a little break here. You you got to take a you got to take a different team. You got to flex someone in this. And I think ESPN would do this, but MLB's got to step up here. They've got to step up and decide what's more important, flexing this game so they can have a good team or a team of national interest to complement their all-stars selection show here or get a team that doesn't have the travel commitment that the Yankees seem to have right now. I would think that would happen. And, of course, I'm sure the Yankees are also putting some pressure on the commissioner, Rob Manfred. Now, here's something else I thought was really interesting. Now, usually I'm pro-media here. I'm going to take the side of the media, obviously, self-serving. But here's what the Yankees are doing right now. The Yankees are dealing with ESPN probably in the only way they can do. So they're preparing for a situation where if they're forced to do this, ESPN's going to suffer. And what do I mean by that? They're going to refuse all interviews, pre-game, in-game, and post-game with ESPN broadcasters. You want to carry us? That's great. You're not going to get to talk to us. They're going to refuse every single ESPN interview if they're going to have to play. If they're going to play, they're going to refuse everything. I think they're going to stick to their guns on that because what can they do? 
what else are they able to do instead of just taking it smiling and going, yes, we, we want that. No, I would make it difficult on ESPN. If I'm the Yankees organization right now, I would extend that not just to that game. I would make sure that anyone who was covering the beat would not find it as easy. I would put the pressure on them immediately. I would make it very difficult for ESPN reporters to do their job. Only because I think that's the only recourse that the team has. Now, this isn't a situation where a reporter's trying to do their job and the team just doesn't want to answer questions and they think they're being treated unfairly because a hard question was asked, a fair, critical question. But instead, we have a broadcast outlet forcing a team to play in a situation where it's going to be detrimental to the product on the field. It's going to be detrimental to not just that game, but the next game and the next game because it's a doubleheader. I mean, it's not smart scheduling. You have to take into account the schedule of the other team. You have to. You flex the one in, you got to look at the schedule and say, okay, how is this going to benefit everybody involved? And I don't think this benefits the product because you're taking a team that has to go out immediately after that game is over. Unfortunately, now a late turnaround, and they got to go play a doubleheader the next day. Basically, airport, ballpark. And it's not a situation where they're at home where they can just sleep in the ballpark. I know that's a little ludicrous, but sure. Get ready for, okay, we're going to nap here, and we'll, we'll be ready to go. No, these guys have got to go through the entire routine of getting on the flight, getting to the hotel, checking in, hours of sleep, then getting up, doing all the ritual that involved going to the ballpark, getting whatever work, if any work, and if they deem needed in and go through the whole setup of getting ready to play a doubleheader. It's completely ridiculous by ESPN, whoever was in charge of flexing that game in. I think it's just bad schedule management, and I would hope that the league would step in. This shouldn't even be an issue at this point. The league should have stepped in and said, wait a minute here. I think the league should actually take a little bit more control and just look at this and say, look, okay, who do you want to flex in? We want to flex the Yankees in. No, you can't do that. Why? Look at their schedule. The league needs to protect the product. You want to make your television partner happy, but at the same time, you are the product. And I get that completely. And I don't think this is a bad move by the Yankees. If they're going to do it, they're going to cut ESPN off. And I would take it as far as I possibly could. Now, again, I'm a pro-media guy. I don't want to see this uh, action happen just because somebody didn't like the way a question was asked. There's a big difference from an organization getting hosed and a player or a coach just getting their feelings hurt. Complete different issue here. We'll take your phone calls, 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. We're reminding you, we're here at the Union Pump and Grill, $1.50 bottles, $2 call shots. And, of course, coming up tonight, you want to watch Game 4 of the Stanley Cup Finals. You can do it right here at the Union Pub and Grill. More on the way. This is The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Don't worry. Paul Swan has the wheel on the drive. ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're coming to you from the Union Pub and Grill where Monday it's the $1.50 bottle. It's the $2 call shot. Those are the Monday deals. Where do you take part in all this? The Union Pub and Grill, 1125 4th Avenue in Huntington. This is probably the best place to watch tonight's action. Game four of the NHL Stanley Cup Final. 
between the Vegas Golden Knights and the Washington Capitals. Uh, TV time is 8 o'clock for that one. We're also going to go on the air 8 o'clock tonight, so if you can't watch the game, you can listen to it right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Washington leading that series two games to one. I'm expecting a Vegas bounce back tonight, and we'll take that series back to Vegas tied two games apiece. Now, if hockey's not your thing, don't forget, there's also softball action. Game one of the Women's College World Series, Washington versus Florida State. That's going to start a little earlier, 7 o'clock tonight. That's going to be on ESPN. And if you want to watch that or watch hockey, I'm sure you can find both right here at the Union Pub and Grill. Be a part of the program. It's 304-399-8255. Toll free, 877-420-8255. So with hockey starting to wrap up and the NBA Finals starting to wrap up, I think it's already over. I don't think the Cavs get more than one game. They'll get a game at home, force it to Golden State. Heck, Golden State might throw a game just because they want to go and win that on home court and in front of their fans. But how hard is it to be J.R. Smith right now? Can you believe it? Of course you can. That J.R. Smith got the standing ovation. He got the MVP chant from the Warriors fans during game through. I mean, J.R. Smith, George Hill both got cheers. It's one thing. You're kind of trained. You go into the opponent's place, and you've kind of, over the years, you've got this tolerance to the other fans. You shut them out, right? If if you really have gotten good at this, they don't get in your head because they're booing at you and they're yelling at you. You are just the lowest life form on the planet because you're not wearing the home team jersey and then what if you go out for game two and you know the fans are going to be on you instead they're not yelling at you like you're horrible they're not doing the you suck chant nothing of that nature no they're calling you MVP. They're giving you an ovation, man. You you were so terrible that they're cheering for you. They want to see you on the court. You're that bad. It you've become their most valuable player. And here's here's Jr. He he said he didn't mind the chance. He said, "I'm always a person who fans like to talk to or heckle. Whatever, I like it." Okay, I would have just ignored it completely. Yeah, okay, you guys can heckle. You really don't have much. You really don't have much to say. I mean, better than just beat up. Uh, deservingly so. Still, deservingly so. They're getting beat up. But that's just got to get into your head just a little bit. Tell me that doesn't get into your head. You go in. I mean, we've seen it in basketball where you go in and they're just all over you. Like, a, just bring it back to Marshall. You got John Elmore. He goes into a, uh, an opposing arena, and they're just all over him. And, and John's just feeding off of that, right? And you would think that game two, the opposing team, they're going to just be all over you, and you're going to get a little energy from that? No. They're cheering you. They're, it's, it's more of a humiliation tactic because you can shake that stuff off, right? You can shake the other stuff. I mean, people are just booing you, and there's just telling you what terrible person you are and all that, you're shaking that off, man. You're looking at some of them like, okay, is that the best you got? Come up with something. Give me something here. No, they just went the reverse. Yeah, we love you. You're the best. Why? You're so terrible. We want you on the court. We're going to applaud when they put you in. We're going to boo when they take you off. I would do that, too. I would so do that. Every time that they put him in, if yeah, they make a, a lineup change, 
they put him back in, I would applaud that every time. Yeah. And then when they take him off, I would just, if Ty Lue would take him out, I would just boo that. Like, no, put him back in, put him back in. Completely put him back in. That's going to wear on him soon here. And, of course, it's not going to matter because the Cavaliers probably won't be in the finals next year because I don't think LeBron's going to be there. He's not. He's going to L.A., he's going to Houston. Where is he going? Somewhere where he can win a few more titles because, unfortunately, the argument of who's the greatest player of all time is is measured by championships. LeBron has three. Michael Jordan has six. Jordan went to six finals and won six championships. Did not lose in the finals whatsoever. Kobe, Kobe could have got to that number. He's got a couple of losses on his resume. Uh, he doesn't exactly um, hold up to who's the greatest of all time because of that single metric there, but he's real close. He's ahead of LeBron in a lot of people's minds. But LeBron goes out there and basically is playing five-on-one basketball. He's the one, and he's trying to carry this team on his shoulders. And I give him credit. I know a lot of people dog him for his quest to win more championships, but how many times have he carried Cleveland Cavaliers? What have they done for him as an organization? What have they surrounded him with? Because you might say Michael Jordan's the greatest of all time, and I might agree with you, but he was surrounded. He had some players who could help him out. He had players that would make him better and. I'm sure the argument is he made everyone around him better, but Michael Jordan is not winning those championships without Scottie Pippen. I don't care how great Michael Jordan is. He's not winning championships without Scottie Pippen. And then you throw in Dennis Rodman. They're not winning titles without that combination. Who has uh, LeBron's back? Kevin Love? You're banking your championship on that, Kevin Love? You, you look up and down the roster for Golden State, and Golden State, they got guys. They got depth. They're going to win this thing, and as maybe boring it is to some of us because, honestly, I think familiarity breeds contempt. Uh, Casual fans might be really into this because they know Golden State is. They know who Steph Curry is. They know Kevin Durant. They know these guys. And, again, this is Lakers and Celtics for a new era, but it's not as good in my mind. But it is for a new generation. This is Lakers versus Celtics. That's what it is. We're here at the Union Pub and Grill where the special $1.50 bottle and $2 call shots all day, all night. And don't forget, you've got Stanley Cup action tonight. You've got softball action tonight. Whatever your pleasure, it'll be on the big screens here. And only place you can find this type of special, it's the Union Pub and Grill. we got more on the way. This is The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. You're listening to The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're here at the Union Pub and Monday special, $1.50 bottles and $2 call shots. And, of course, all the sporting action you could want. Tonight's Game 4, the Stanley Cup Finals and the Vegas Golden Knights and the Washington Capitals. You could watch that right here at the Union Pub and Grill. Get a few of your friends together. Enjoy the Monday special. Watch all the action right here at the Union Pub and Grill. Of course, if you can't watch it tonight, remind you, we are broadcasting it. We'll have it for you 8 o'clock tonight right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. But if you want or you can, come on down. 1125 4th Avenue, Huntington, right 
here at the Union Pub and Grill. So the Stanley Cup is the big event tonight as far as sports are concerned. We move away from NBA into the hockey, and then we'll move back to NBA here in the next couple of days. And thankfully, thankfully, one of the best broadcasters in America is not leaving the NBA, ESPN, or anywhere else. She's going to stay right there. Uh, ESPN, thankfully, and I'm not joking here, thankfully, announced they have reached a multi-year extension with their very own Doris Burke. She has been there since 1991. She's going to still serve as a regular NBA game analyst. Uh, She started doing that this past season, and she is also going to work the sidelines for ESPN's NBA Conference Finals and Finals coverage. So she's going to continue. Uh, It's amazing how much she's finally getting as far as people realizing she's just been there working since 1991. And I think it also shows a commitment from ESPN just to reward people who are good at their job. I know it's been very difficult over the year for equality in sports broadcasting. It's, it's an area that really still needs a lot of work. And unfortunately, you've got a lot of talented people who work the sidelines, and maybe they're relegated to the sidelines because, unfortunately, we're still in the society where, okay, if she's really pretty, we'll put her on the sidelines. And maybe, just maybe, we haven't got to that point yet where we're looking at how talented that person is, what their knowledge is of the game, what they bring to the coverage, and not just see, okay, she's really pretty, put her on the sidelines. Now, Doris Burke is probably smarter than most of us when it comes to her basketball, her IQ. She knows what's going on. She knows how to break the game down. The players respect her. And I hope that we see more like this. You also have to remember that um, I mean she gets interviews but I don't think any other any broadcaster will get because the players trust her she's not going to go out there and hose them she actually is probably smarter than some of the players out there and that's uh, amazing to see that so uh, yeah, again you listen to the show you know that I kind of follow the, uh, the broadcasting side of this now and then you know she's only 52 she's only 52 it feels like she's been in the industry for 52 years but you just wouldn't know that by looking at it it just feels like forever there's been Doris Burke covering the NBA they basically, this is what they called her ESPN called her they said they're not going to let her go she's the LeBron James of sportscasters they said especially not if doing so would allow her to wind up at a rival network such as Turner Sports uh, so she's actually getting more popular it, it's amazing this popularity grow what was it, Drake had that shirt, that, that Doris Burke shirt? So, of course, now if uh, they could just get rid of a few other people, I mean, just make more room for, just have Doris do the games. That would be great. Um, she says she hopes to remain on television until she's 60. She's probably going to be right at that. Uh, it's going to be a heck of a retirement party for Doris Burke. I think she could go. She's 52 now. I think she could go another uh, 9, 10 years. She, she's got it in her. She definitely is. I don't know if I've got it in me, though. I might be retiring before 60. Who knows? But I'll tell you this. I'm going to be well taken care of here because the Monday specials, of course, with the best service in town, $1.50 bottles and $2 call shots here at the Union Pub and Grill, 1125 4th Avenue in Huntington, where tonight you could watch you could watch game one of Washington versus Florida State. Of course, you could also watch game four of the Stanley Cup finals between the Vegas Golden Knights and the Washington Capitals. And right now, i got to admit, I've been watching a lot of the late-night coverage. NBC is killing it. They have been 
killing it. Now, tonight on NBC, this isn't going to be on NBC Sports Network. The postgame coverage will be, but this is on NBC proper at 8 o'clock tonight. But NBC has been killing it. If you have not watched their postgame coverage, they have the NHL overtime right after. They are killing it with the postgame interviews, the analysis. I hate to say this, but maybe I don't want uh, NHL hockey going back to ESPN just because I don't know if, if ESPN would put into it the same resources they put into the NBA. And I, I give uh, ABC, NBC uh, a lot of credit for their coverage of their respective sports, but it's been fun to uh, watch the post-game coverage for both of these, uh, especially the NBA, only because just to see LeBron sitting here in thinking, I'm only going to be here a few more games. I'm going to be out of here soon. I'm going to give my exit interview, and then I'm going to go somewhere where they can put a team around me. And I'm telling you right now, it's got to be L.A. LeBron's got to go to L.A. They've got the cap room. They can go. They can get him. They can get him. They've got a pretty young team there. He would be the nucleus of that, and it would be a big event. It would be showtime all over again if LeBron went to L.A. Now, I don't know if he's going to do that because, boy, it's tough in the West. You're in the East, man. Maybe you find somebody in the East and you can build them up. But I would go. I would play for the Lakers. He's already got a residency out there. I would go and play for showtime right now if I'm LeBron. I would leave tonight and say, I'm done. You guys aren't going to put anything around me. I'm after this is over. I'm done. I'm out of here. Unfortunately, I don't think that's going to happen. They're going to play this thing out. I hate it though. I just hate seeing such a talented player like LeBron trying to win a championship when it's him versus Golden State. And I know there's been a lot of people saying that Golden State's probably arguably the best team ever assembled. No, they just have had the luxury of playing against the greatest player ever, arguably, and he doesn't have anybody to help him. Fight's not fair when it's five-on-one, is it? That's going to do it for this edition. We're going to be back in studio tomorrow. A quick reminder, come on out tonight. It's the Union Pub and Grill, 1125 4th Avenue in Huntington. Again, $1.50 bottles, $2 call shots. Watch the Stanley Cup tonight right here, 8 o'clock on NBC, and, of course, This is where you want to be. It's the Union Pub and Grill. For our producer, Gabriel Sellers, I'm Paul Swan. Back tomorrow here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Huntington Sports Station.